Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. Big shout out to Fallible Nation, a warm welcome to our first time listeners. I appreciate all you guys taking the time to be with us today. And on today's show, we're talking about building a resilient foundation for your life so that when the inevitable storms of life rock you like a hurricane, you can come out on top. There are always storms in life. We'll see how hard I can beat this metaphor into the ground today. Be sure and let me know. It's a very natural part of life to have peaks and valleys. They're only lulls for a time, that consistent time period. It's always just a time period. Change is the constant that you can count on in this life. None of us like them, of course, but you know, the changes is just inevitable. It doesn't change the reality for us though, that it just happens, right? There are those storms that just rock as hard. A lot of people have been experiencing this in the last couple of years. The dreaded Rona changed the world as we know it, and it altered a lot of people's lives forever. Businesses were shuttered, livelihoods were lost, and jobs were gone. The way everyday life worked changed too. The repercussions are still rippling through the waters of life. Jobs are still being lost as things get automated. More people are doing more for the same amount of money so companies can cut overhead. I read an article this week on company culture changing as employee levels change too. It appears that as people are going back to work, less and less of the employees actually want to have work friendships. They want to go to work and they want to leave. They don't want to go hang out with their buddies from work and talk about work after work. They don't want to do company social functions on their off time. They want to work, then they want to go home and be in their family culture or their friends, but not make more friends at work. This is a really big change in company cultures and the way work-life balance has gone for a lot of years. In all this turbulence and changing landscape, we need a rock-solid, resilient foundation that will not move or break no matter what we're in. So let's get into it. Here's the million dollar question. How do men like us reach our full potential and grow into the men we dream of being while taking care of our responsibilities, working, being good husbands, fathers, and still take care of ourselves? That's the question and this podcast will help you with those answers. My name is Brent and welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. All right, guys. Now, as we get into building our rock solid foundation, the first place we have to start is at routine and habit. Now, routine and habit are really, really important because that's where that foundation starts. Let me explain this because this seems too obvious, right? This is way too easy. Yeah, you're like, duh, Brent. Well, who are you on your worst day? When life said its worst, and you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, do you prioritize your health? Do you still eat well? Do you go work out? Or do you sack out and sleep in late, watch too much TV and eat junk? Yeah. Are you short-tempered and stressed or are you calm and focused during those times, during that worst times in your life? On your worst days, where's your head at? The simple facts are that in times of difficulty, we tend to revert to what is comfortable and easy and return to the familiar and simple. We retreat to what comes most natural to us. So this first layer of the foundation needs to be that when we're battling the storm, we practice healthy and beneficial routines. So we have to develop habits that are healthy and beneficial until they become so second nature for us 
that there's just no conscious thought and we do it automatically. For example, if I were to get up every day and I do meet every day at 0400 and perform the same routine every day for the first hour or two, then eventually I'll get to a point where it feels odd if I don't do it. Then to a point where it feels like my day is not right if I don't do it. Then when times become more difficult, when those storms hit us, I'm going to continue down that road because that's just what I do, right? Likewise, if I always eat healthy food and avoid unhealthy foods, then I'm not as likely to let that go when things are difficult. If I don't hardly watch TV, but instead invest in myself with reading and learning, then when the days get rough, that's what I'm still going to do because that's just what I do. The goal is to bring your level up to where on your worst day, you are still leaps and bounds above most people's good days. Now, I'm not saying that as an egotistical thing. I'm not saying you're better than everybody else if you do these things. I'm saying the goal is to make it where that is just what you do, where that is who you are. That on your very worst day, your habits that you have built hold you at a level that most people go, wow, wait, there's bad things going on in your life? I never would have, but you do this and so you do this. Discipline is now the foundation that will make these storms of life so much easier. James Clear wrote in the book, Atomic Habits, all about how to build habits successfully, how to break habits successfully. But one of the things he talks about is the journey of getting to where it is a habit or a routine. This takes time and effort. One of the hardest things to do is we tend to underestimate exactly how long it takes to build a new healthy habit. And if you go back to the show where I talked more about habits, then you'll find I pulled up statistics. I just don't have them in front of me right now, guys. And I'm sorry about that. I didn't think about it for this show, but it takes a lot of effort and time to build something into a habit and then into a routine or vice versa, whatever order that actually goes in. But it's going to take longer than you think. You need to consistently do it every single day. That's why you have to start small. We're all about incremental growth here on the Fallible Man podcast and the Fallible Man lifestyle on Fallible Nation. How many times is he going to say Fallible in one sentence? We're all about incremental improvement. That's the way you build new habits as well. You don't just decide I'm going to be a gym guy if you've never been a gym guy. You get in the practice. You don't go, I'm going to go five days hard, two hours a day. That's never going to work. You just get in the habit of going three days a week on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to go and I'm going to go for half an hour and it doesn't matter how the workout goes. I'm going to be there for half an hour and then you can start building from there. James Clear tells the story in Atomic Habits about a man who ended up losing over a hundred pounds, but the first three months of going to the gym, he didn't actually hardly work out for the first three months. He went every single day and spent five minutes at the gym. Didn't matter what he did. He spent every single day, left his home, went to the gym, was there for five minutes, did whatever and left. Months to build the habit. So it was just second nature to go to the gym every single day. 
And then he started working on actually building a routine and building time. It's going to take time, but we have to set that foundation deep so that on our very worst days, it's just what we default to because that's what you go to when the storms of life hit. No matter what your intention, when it comes, you're going to revert to what's simple, easy, and normal to your brain. And so you have to work hard to start building that foundation. Number two, guys, is the pack. Now, I've never been a big group guy, and this is something I'm having to work on in my life. But this crazy imagery of a lone wolf is just bogus. I know because I tried to lone wolf it through a lot of parts of my life and it usually ends up disastrous for me. And more than once, it almost cost me my life because I tried to lone wolf it for so much of my life. I know other men who have had the same experience and maybe that's your experience. Maybe you're really good at being a lone wolf or maybe you just think you're good at being a lone wolf. The fact is humans are not solitary creatures. It's not the way we're designed to be. That's why solitary confinement has still got so many rules around its usage and governance because it is still considered a really extreme form of punishment because people lose their mind in solitary confinement. We are not designed to be alone and it's not the way we function at our highest capabilities. So most people don't even have the capability to be alone and silent with themselves long enough to explore the depths of their own consciousness, much less without total connection. I know a lot of people who can't do meditation because they can't sit in their own quiet with their own head for 10 or 20 minutes or 30 minutes. That silence, that lack of connection and just being alone with our own minds tends to unravel people. And it's even worse for long periods of time. Sure, we lie to ourselves when we don't have many friends. And I think this is where a lot of it comes from. It's guys aren't real comfortable making friends a lot of times. But we tell ourselves when we don't have many friends. We don't need anybody else. We prefer to be alone. We actually, you know what? We're better on our own because we're that lone wolf. We're, just, we're good. That's the way we roll. Wow, it's stupid. And I can't imagine. I can. I can't fathom how much of my life that. I ran that stupid line to myself and how much wasted time that created in my life when I could have been building more solid connections. To build a resilient foundation, you need a healthy community, a pack. The people who make well-rounded community of support, encouragement, love, and ground for grounding and advice. There are people you turn to for many different things in your life, but the pack, the pack, they're closer. This is your community. This is the people you spend deep time with, that you turn to, that you check in with when you don't hear from them. These are people who have your best interest at heart. Good, bad, ugly, broken, or thriving, they're there. Now, we're working on growing our community at Fallible Man because we recognize this need for men to have a sense of community, a place where men can encourage each other, hold each other accountable, advise each other, commiserate with each other. And I'm not looking for a community where people, I'm not building a community where people complain about their spouses or their idiot kids. I'm looking for to build a community with a fallible man 
where we can raise each other up, where we can encourage each other. So maybe we're not right for your community. Maybe there's a men's group at your church or a club. Maybe there's another men's organization. Maybe it's us. Maybe you don't have a lot of close and friends and family. But guys, community is critical, critical, especially when the storms of life come rolling in. You need these people. You need that sense of community for you to thrive, for you to weather that storm and to be strong and feel safe and to move forward despite what life is throwing at you. You need a community. The pack is incredibly important for your emotional and mental well-being. The pack will also help you with that physical well-being too. Men have that competitive streak in us, right? We like to compete with each other. We like to nudge each other along and edge each other out. And that's good for us health-wise because I'm working on keeping my weight down because so-and-so, wait, wait, no, dude, dude's in better shape. No, no, I can't be, right? We have that sense of competition as men, especially inside the pack, to keep each other on our toes. So it will help you both emotionally, mentally, and physically. It will also help you with your goals and your dreams to have that sense of community and support. Just be really careful as you're picking that community because you want to be supported and encouraged by people who will lift you up, not people who will drag you down or let you stay right where you are. That's not a healthy community. Now guys, we're gonna roll to our sponsors real quick. And today we've got a slightly different sponsor. In fact, I wanna tell you about today's sponsor and it's us. Yeah, back to us. Guys, I wanna tell you about our live, our virtual, in-person, or not event. Is that a mouthful? Possibly. Let me tell you about the Phoenix Conference. The Phoenix Conference is our in-person, our virtual platform We've already had one this last year. Uh, we had seven amazing speakers, guys. For two days, we gathered as men, both online and in person, and had seven incredible speakers. And we really dove into mentorship and being a role model and our role as men in mentoring the next generation. And actually, those videos will be available for sale on the website shortly. They're just not quite there yet. I'm almost done with them. We are selling tickets for our live, our virtual event. So it doesn't matter if you're not here in central Washington, you can attend virtually as well. Our attendees get all kinds of goodies guys, but we are talking about mission, finding your Talos. What is a Talos? What is your purpose? There's your secret It's part of your purpose, but it's bigger than that. We've already booked our first speaker, Jim Fuller. He's an author. He's a coach, he's a TEDx speaker, and he is an expert communicator. And he's gonna be talking to us about communication as men and how critical it is in our mission to be able to communicate effectively. Guys, we are so excited. This is coming up in February. Like I said, you don't have to be physically here. We do it virtually as well, guys. Check out the Phoenix Conference. If you enjoy the podcast, imagine rolling the podcast into two days, six to eight sessions of just overload of amazing amazing information early bird pricing is going on right now you can get your tickets currently at the slash the phoenix get your virtual ticket lock it in get your in-person ticket if you want to come to central washington in february we'd love to have you 
check out the Phoenix guys. It is two days of just hardcore focus on refining your purpose and figuring out where you're going and helping you build that in your life. It is so, so important. And we can't wait to see you guys there. Check it out. www.fallowman.com slash the Phoenix guys. Let's get back to our show. Number three, the third layer of our critical foundation is the side hustle. Now, this may seem a little weird to you, right? We're talking about building a resilient foundation for your life so that when the storms of life rock your world, you stay strong. Layer three being the side hustle may seem strange to you because there are a lot of men who simply just don't have side hustles. The simple truth is for some of you, as surprising as it is, you don't think about it. It doesn't matter how much you make guys at your job. If you aren't building a second or even third stream of income, you're drastically behind. Now this is coming from a guy who I know people who make those six figure salaries. I have friends who make those six figure salaries. I've made a pretty decent living myself. Not quite that, but I made a pretty decent living myself up until this point. One thing we've learned from the last couple of years is that no job or income stream is completely untouchable. People who worked the same job for 20 plus years lost their jobs. Businesses that couldn't move their services or wares online were completely crushed. Businesses that were over a hundred years old have closed their doors forever because the norm of the way we live and buy things changed drastically. Now we have to take a moment of honesty here because any business that couldn't deliver online were already starting to struggle because the way people have shopped and the way people buy services have changed and been changing for several years. 2020 through 2021, 22 have just compounded the effect. It's like, we were already heading this direction and businesses who weren't going online were already struggling, but we got to a point and someone just hit fast forward, bam, just right there. So we've been heading that way, but 20, the dreaded Rona just compounded everything. The only services that are immune are luxury services and they're not completely immune, but the only ones that are somewhat immune are luxury services like spas where people have to go there to get pampered. And even some of those are struggling unless they do home appointments. People lost everything. You may have a great job, but unless it's your company, that can change in a handshake. I just recently experienced this myself and I'm not asking for pity guys. This is just an example. I just lost my job that I've had for the last eight years. I was downsized to decrease cost. Now, like I said, I'm not asking for pity. There are a lot of people who are out of work. There are a lot of people who have been out of work. A lot of people lost their incomes over the last couple of years and it just finally caught up to me. I've been blessed to get this far and I'm okay with that. I've been working on my side hustles for some time, just not with the vigor that I probably should have. Okay, so this is, partially from lessons learned. This is the place I'm at right now. And I am learning myself because I had a pretty decent job that took care of my family. No, I didn't make as much as I'd like to make, but I made enough to take care of my family and my livelihood in a safe way. And
And that was great. And it let me put my guard down. I got comfortable because I had a pretty safe job. The problem is, even if you have a safe job, guess what? Boom, it catches up eventually. You're not safe. Nothing is safe. We've learned that in the last couple of years. So I haven't been putting the effort into my side hustles that I probably should have been putting in. And I know that even more so now because I'm in this situation. So that's why I'm sharing this with you. Everyone that we consider rich in our culture has an average of five income streams or more, where the average American has one earned income stream. <laughs> that's bad, guys. That's a really bad ratio. Earned income is the lowest class of income because it's the easiest to take away. Most people don't even realize that there are seven different types of income. Hey, if you're in a place where you can comment, if you're catching this on YouTube, comment below if you know what the seven types of income are. And be honest, okay, play my game with me. Don't look it up before you type it in, okay? Don't look at other people's answers. Do you know what the seven types, seven types of income are? You can't afford to not have something happening on the side. And there are a lot of ed options, guys. Educate yourself about the different types of income and you'll find there are a lot of possible options. Find one and start working on adding it. It doesn't matter where you are in your life cycle or income wise. There is something you can be doing on the side to make an income, to make extra income, and you need to start figuring it out. Most people are familiar with the idea of investing, or at least they're familiar with the concept of investment, but there's two different kinds of income in investment. There's capital gains, and this is not financial advice in any way. I'm not qualified for that. There's also what they call dividend gains, okay? So those are two different kinds. Now, that's one thing that most people have heard of. But guys, that's one, one of the seven types of income. So find out what they are and what you can start doing. Gary Vaynerchuk, King Gary V, the king of social media, guys. The man is all about it. If you're not sure who he is, Google it and you can't miss it. The dude's huge, okay? He created a whole video series about flipping garage sale buys on eBay just to show people how much money you could make without overthinking it. It's called arbitrage. Now, arbitrage may not seem like your thing. And if you have a good job that's holding you, you can certainly look into other options. But just as an example, okay, Gary Vee is a millionaire. But he talks about side hustles all the time, even for people with good incomes. So he did this whole series just to show you how easy arbitrage is to make more money. And he literally went garage selling, you know, one weekend at a time and flipped stuff on eBay and made a profit. Remember the average rich quote unquote air quotes person has five different types of income. You should have at least a couple just to be secure. When the storms of life come at you, and they're gonna come. You may be in, in a lull, you may be in a level spot right now, and that's great, I'm glad for you. That's a good, comfortable place to be, but don't let it let you lower your guard. Because when they do come, can you imagine how much easier it is to face the loss of your earned income, that's the job money you get from the job you do, 
where you trade your time and skills for money, right? Your normal job, earned income. How much easier is it if you lose that? If you have another side income or two on the side, it doesn't matter where you are at your life. You may be 50, you may be 60. Hey, if you're getting ready for retirement, guess what? Most retirements aren't going to save you. Side income. Look it up. YouTube it, guys. Oh, my goodness. If you go down the YouTube rabbit hole, trust me, there is an entire YouTube rabbit hole of side hustles. Look it up. Figure it out. Because when you lose that, life is a lot less stressful if you have another form of income coming in. Now, guys, if you're getting anything out of this, do us a favor. If you're on iPhone platforms, you're on Apple, hit Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. That helps us incredibly. If you're an Android listener, guys, I love you guys. I was Android for a lot of years. I only switched to Apple for editing purposes because it's a better computer for that. But the... Apple, the podcast world is still predominantly Apple. So what you need to do to leave us a rating review if you're an Android user is go to Stitcher. Stitcher is a free app, free account, and it's one of the only ones other than Audible where Android users can actually leave a rating and review. Now, that helps us out immensely and helps us to continue what we're doing. And if you leave us a review, you might just hear it at the end of the podcast because that's a new segment we're starting is I will be reading reviews periodically and calling out people who have been kind enough to help us out with that. So if you want a chance to get your review shouted out, you got to leave us a review first and it really helps us to continue doing this show. Layer four, guys, ownership and perspective. Now, if you've been around the podcast before, if you're not a first time listener, you have heard me talk about ownership and perspective in the past because it's a big thing for me. I don't know that I can oversell that to you guys. Let's move forward so you understand. For years, I lived in the Midwest and I loved watching the storms because you can literally just watch the storms roll across the prairies. It's a very cool visual. It's very exciting to watch. I've been through quite a few tornadoes over the years and I even had my base put on notice for evacuation due to a hurricane. So we had to get ready for that. It dissipated before it got to my base. So, you know, we didn't have to leave, which was nice, but some people call it madness, but I have sat there and watched as the debris from a tornado floated down in the yard around me because I'm just in awe of the raw, beautiful power of storms. Now, if you've lost things due to a storm, I understand guys, I'm not, please be smart. If you're in the path of a storm, get out, okay? Don't ever underestimate that raw, beautiful power because it will destroy your life entirely. But I harp on ownership and perspective a lot. Ownership gives you power. Being a victim when the storms come crashing in will just leave you tossed about in the squall. The more you get thrown around, the worse your victim mental state becomes and the more hopeless you start to feel. When you take ownership of the storm, then you decide how you'll react and how you'll counter it. It may beat you up, but you're never, it's never going to get the best of you because you own it. I lost my job due to downsizing. There was literally nothing I could do about it, especially since I know who else was cut 
They literally gutted our team and cut it in half. I know the decision-making criteria that was used in deciding who lost their jobs and nothing about that could have been changed. That's not something I can control. However, what I can control is how I respond to it. Like I said, this is not, I'm using me as an example because I don't feel right using anybody else's example. What I can control is how I respond to that situation. How do I let it impact me? Bitching is completely useless and just a waste of my time and energy. And honestly, the whole situation is not worth that kind of negativity in my life. But do I let it bring me as a dad? Do I bring that frustration home? A lot of people do. No, I own how I'm taking care of that. My goal is to be a great father and a great husband and a great man. Bringing that negativity into my house isn't going to help. That's what I can control. That is what I own. I cannot change what happened. But I can control whether I let that impact my family, whether I let that frustration or anger impact the people around me. I can control how I treat people. I don't have to let it ruin my day. I don't have to let it take a smile off my face. I don't have to let it change the way I live my life. There are some decisions that have to be made. There are things that are going to happen, right? I've got to find a new job, all that good stuff. I got to figure out the income thing, but guess what? I can let it ruin my life or I can take ownership of it. I can take control. Likewise, I can decide how I frame the situation, the way I perceive it. I can run around crying and screaming, poor me, poor me, bad things happen. Bad things happen to hundreds of thousands of other people over the last couple of years. I am far from the first person to lose my job. What right do I have to let that change the way I live my life? I can scream and frant and, and it's stupid and it's pointless. I can also decide it's an opportunity to further some of the other aspects of my business. I can pour into my side hustles more because I have a little more opportunity and time while I'm not spending 40 or 50 hours a week at the other job. Yes, I'm still looking for another job, but I'm also diving into and developing my business more while I have the time because there's only so much job searching you can do in a day. Half full or half empty. This is not a yay me, I'm great. This is what I want for you. I want you to take control. I want you to take ownership and look at the storm and go, whatever, dude, we're good. It's fine, I got it. You can come at me, but I'm okay. I'm going to live my life this way because I decide to live my life this way as a good husband, as a good father, trying to be a good man as a good member of my community, I decide that. You don't get to dictate that. That's what I want for you. I want you to know that you have that power. You can do that. There are a lot of other ways to look at it, right? When the market started crashing, I started getting excited. I don't have a lot of money in the stock market compared to a lot of people because I don't have a lot of money. But I looked at the market prices going down and I'm looking at the my investments, like the total value of my investments just plummeting. And I listened to so many people who were like, oh no, 
Dude. The stock market is going to come back eventually. When I invest, I invest knowing that that money could never come back to me. And so I looked at the stock market lowering and went, you know what? That means the prices of stocks that I wanted to buy that maybe I couldn't buy before are down at a level where I can buy them. Millionaires were made during the last stock crash. It was people who saw opportunity, not disaster. Now, I don't have the kind of money loose to invest at the rate it takes to make me a millionaire necessarily, but I can take advantage of it right now and purchase some stocks that when the market comes back around will help my financial situation. Instead of going, oh no, I'm right. You have the power. You have the opportunity. Now we all know that I'm not some guru genius. I'm not pulling for sainthood because I'm in the same situation a lot of people are, okay? It's just easier for me to explain this with myself to pick on. Trust me, I've been a little surprised at my own reactions. Guess personal development lifestyle has been beneficial for the last couple of years. But it's just easier to tell you what's going on with me because I can't talk about what's going on with you. That's not my business and that's not my role. But what I can tell you is when the storms come, smile at the beauty and the power, but don't freak out because you still have an immense amount of control and impact about the way that's going to play out. And that's an exciting time, guys. I guarantee it. Now, layer five. Layer five is goals and mission. I would be reminisced to leave this one out because it's the icing on the cake or the top coat of our foundation. We've talked at length about the idea of smart goals in the past on this podcast. And if you're not familiar with the term, if you're a first time listener, that's okay. Smart goals are smart, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely goals. You go back through my collection, you'll find I, I have an entire show about it, but smart goals are really important because they're achievable goals. Now, when setting goals, you have to set short-term and long-term goals. This is not something new for us on this channel. Maybe it's a new idea to you and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's got to learn about it somewhere and that's cool. Glad you're learning about it here, but you need to set goals as men because <laughs> okay. So there are multiple reasons that as a man, you need to have goals. Let me share a couple of them with you. One of the most important reasons to have goals in your life, both short-term and long-term is focus. Having goals keeps you focused in a positive direction. When we give up on our goals or don't have goals, we tend to kind of flounder and laze about and, and twiddle our thumbs and pick our nose and scratch our butt. It, boredom is often where we get in trouble as men. Let's be honest. Boredom has got most of us in trouble. I wish I had like, I wish this was live. I wish I could see you because I would ask you to raise your hands. Boredom is where we get in trouble as men, right? That's usually the precursor to a lot of our worst choices. Not having goals sends us down that path because men are goal oriented. And without that, we tend to get bored or flounder or get shiftless, nameless. Purpose. Goals help us stay in line with our purpose. 
Men absolutely need a purpose like the desert needs rain. Sorry if that's a little too artful, frou-frou sounding for you. Uh, it, trust me, it felt weird coming out of my mouth. But I need you to understand the level of importance purpose plays in a man's life. Without purpose, men wither both emotionally, mentally, and even sometimes physically. Goals help us stay in line with our purpose. Path. When we lose something big like a job or someone we love, the really, really big storms of life. We need a foundation, but we also need lighthouses to keep us on the path. Think of goals as a lighthouse, right? As we build this solid foundation to hold us steady in the storms of life, sometimes goals just become the navigation beacons keeping us on our path, even in the worst storms. The storm may be devastating, but sometimes the only way, the only way to get out of it is to follow the path forward and keep moving. Goals help you stay the right course. It gives you a path. It's like a beacon in the storm. Goals also give you identity or help you maintain your identity, I should say. Goals help us not lose ourselves in the storm. It is super easy to get swallowed up when you're at a loss. Okay, when those storms are battering you and you feel like the world is coming down on you and you're just drowning and you don't know which way is up. Goals help you keep your identity. It helps you stay who you are. It helps you hold on to who you are and who you want to be because you have goals which are helping you stay focused and on your purpose and on your path. It helps you not lose your identity in those critical moments in your life. What do you think? Did I beat the story metaphor to death? Did I just run that right into the ground? Be sure and let me know. Drop me a line. You can connect with me on almost any social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. Let me know. Did I beat that one to death? Or if you're on a platform like YouTube where you can leave a comment, tell me. I, I tried. I really tried for you guys just to crush that into the pulp and just make it so annoying. If you're interested in talking more about purpose, or maybe you need a little help as you're seeking yours, be sure and check out our live or virtual event, The Phoenix, Man on a Mission, February 10th through 11th, 2023, guys. I've got Jim Fuller coming, and Jim is the first of probably I'll have six or seven speakers. The last event was absolutely amazing. And we believe this is why we're doing a conference about it, that men need a purpose and have been built for a purpose. And sometimes that's really difficult to find on your own. So if that's something you're interested in, be sure and check that out in February. Come be a part of it. I'm really excited about this year's event. Man, we had an awesome event back in June. We had to move the dates to February. So instead of doing it every June, but we had an awesome event in June. People are talking about it still. We're going to be rocking it in February because that was our first event. And guys, I'm just getting warmed up. Our next event is going to be even more cool. I wanted to start a new segment because I am grateful for your support on this show. So at the end of every show, I'm going to pick one of our reviews and I'm going to read it out and shout out that person. And today's review is from Nekosama on Apple Podcasts. And Nekosama said, I love these episodes, five-star review. 
I love listening to this guy. His content is absolutely valuable, not to just men, but to everyone. Revelations of a Male Exotic Dancer was very educational and entertaining. A hundred episodes later, and I'm still loving this podcast. Thank you, Nekosama, for taking the time to write a review. That helps the show so much, guys. And if you want to get shouted out on the podcast, if you want a chance to have your review, be sure, leave us a review. It doesn't matter what platform you leave it on. I get to see it. They send me an email from every single platform. Leave us a review. Tell us what you think of the show. We love to hear from you guys. We love to do this show because we want you to live the life you're meant to live. I believe in you. I believe you are on a journey and I would love to walk along that journey with you guys. As always, be better tomorrow because of what you do today and we'll see you on the next show. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast. Your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.